what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Our Young Creators, the podcast. I'm your host, Young Pratt, and I'm so excited you are joining me live today, catching the replay, or even listening over on the actual podcast. Today, I have a guest for you who is going to share a story that when she shared it with me in a message, it got me so excited. And it has to do with her kids and how she's really bringing them into her business, which I love. Before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about Melissa. Melissa Ronda is a certified nutritionist and wellness coach who helps busy women ditch diets, stop eating their feelings, and take their power back for good. Since launching The Honest Way in 2014, she has helped over 400 women lose well over, get this, 13,600 pounds and counting. Even more important than that, they keep it off with the mindset shift and systems learned from the program. Melissa is a lover of all things girl power She is a meal prep maven and hopefully your new best friend. Melissa, I am so excited to have you here on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. So you and I met pretty recently and and I was talking previously about how when you have a business online, time works a little bit differently how, you know, I think we met probably several months ago, but it feels like longer just because of the ways that the internet lets us connect to one another. Mm -hmm. So I would love to have you share this story about the picture you sent me in a message, because when I got it, I was so overjoyed and so, so happy to be seeing what I was seeing. So can you explain Sure. Sure. Well, first of all, I want to say I was a little embarrassed that I um, 
Oh, are we getting a little feedback here? We we're just having some technical difficulties earlier. There we go. <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I'm kind of like control freak. And so I hadn't really thought about having my children help me in my business. I feel so bad to say that I'm really being honest. And when I heard your podcast, it really had inspired me. And I thought, you know, like, so there are certain things that you want your, you want to do the way you want to do them and you can control that, but what can you do with your children? Um, what, how can you include them? Because so I so badly want my children to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought that they were going to just get that by like osmosis. <laughs> like I'm so silly, I know, but I didn't think about adding them in. And so you inspired me to do that. And so um, I'm a nutritionist and I specialize in like pretty awesome meal prep guides. I also have a seasoning line um, because there is, there's one for a spicy food, um, like a Mexican flavored one, um, an Italian flavored one, a Greek flavored one, and then like a meat and potatoes flavored uh, seasoning that you can kind of use to simplify the meal prep process. And I make these handcrafted. And I thought this would be the perfect thing for my children to do. And so I sent you a photo of them doing that. So what they do is so great because they're actually, they're weighing mm -hmm. all of the products. So they're learning a lot about uh, math um, and ways to efficiently do things, um, teaching them a little bit about quality control and showing my daughter how you have to make sure that you put the sticker on there perfect in the center. And there's such a part of me that's going like, oh my gosh, are they doing it right? You know, but you have to just let go of that. And so now I give them, this is a, to me the most exciting part, Jan, is that they said, okay, well, if we sell them, then I get to have um, the money from it, right? Like, is that okay? And I said, well, sure. And they said, well, oh, okay. So then I, we get $30 for everyone we sell. And I said, yeah, not really. Because you have to take the money out for the cost mm -hmm. of the product. And you have to take the money out for the envelope and the mailing and X, Y, and Z. And so the kids are learning a lot about running a business in ways that I hadn't even anticipated. And that's so great because what they're learning in this process of not taking home the entire amount of money is this life lesson that when you invest in something, you know, it is a price because of all the time that went into crafting something. So they're understanding the production process. They can apply it to life. And like you said, they're learning about the math because everything has to be weighed and measured. And if there is a more efficient way to measure it in bulk, for instance, they could figure that out. And it's such an amazing story because I think lots of people who I talk to about bringing their kids in to their businesses, you know, it's kind of the last thing they think about because they just think, oh, it's my kids. I just don't know. But I'm here to tell you, and Melissa can tell you as well, when you bring your kids into your business, it's really like having another employee. You have to expect certain things. You have to go over guidelines. You have to give them directions. You have to train them. Then you have to oversee those things. And it's the same process we would all go through if we were to bring on a virtual assistant or somebody to work in the office with us. But the fact that we can now, the kids don't have to learn how to be entrepreneurs by osmosis. They can actually learn to do it 
by being part of it and being part of it and contributing also means they get compensated for the efforts they're putting forth to put those products on the market for you. And I just love it. Thank you. And I really, I love that they feel really cool about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it like, it makes them, it, it, they feel part of something and it's really fun to do that. And that's a gift that you gave me that I just, I never really thought about implementing. So thank you. Oh, you are very welcome. Well, and it was so cute because last night, my youngest Daphne, who's been helping in my business the longest, she wants to be the treasurer for her leadership group. And so we, she was telling me about what she wanted to put on it because she has to write a speech and she was going through all of her experiences. And the fact that at 12 years old, she can put on any resume that she's worked for not only my business, but for other businesses in different capacities, that is so exciting for these kids because, you know, if they're 12 now, by the time they leave the house, I mean, the skills are going to amass by doing more work for you in your business as you teach them more stuff when they're ready. I mean, the skill development and the building of that resume, that gets me super excited. Yep. You know, we didn't talk about this before, but my dad owned candy stores when I was a little girl. And so I was working in his candy stores quite young. And a lot of what I learned about customer service were the things that I learned when I was 12 years old. <laughs> so it's so nice to be able to kind of pass that down. Yeah, that is so great because I I have stories of that too. When when my kids were younger, you know, if if the staff didn't show up for one day or something, something happened, you know, they'd be in charge of greeting people or, you know, answering the phone was never a skill that they were so thrilled about, but they would do it eventually. And I just love that we're pushing them to do these things inside of our businesses that might seem a little scary. But knowing that, you know, we're there next to them, helping to guide them through the process. That's such a cool experience to have with our kids. So we're really bonding over building this business together. And I just, this notion of building a business together with our kids. I mean, I don't think there's a greater gift we can give to our kids. Yeah, I, that's what I see for mine. I see them working from laptops, hopefully in Europe somewhere, mm -hmm. out of a backpack. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be the dream? But it starts with, teaching them some of those skills now. Amazing. So when you were growing up in this candy store, did you think about becoming an entrepreneur when you were a kid or did that happen later? You know, that's interesting. Hmm, I would have to think about that. Like I, my father was always an entrepreneur um, and I always viewed him as like the boss, um, mm -hmm. but I didn't really identifies that as like a path that I wanted to have. I just knew every position I was in. I wasn't um, able to use myself to my full ability. Like I, I, I just thought, is this all there is to this? Like, mm -hmm. this is all you want me to do. Like, this is, you know, I can't live with this. This isn't my, yeah. this isn't fulfilling. Um, and I didn't become an entrepreneur until I was a about 34 years old. And then I look back and I go, I, well, no wonder I wasn't fitting in the mold before because I was trying to fit in the wrong mold. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so, so true. And when I talk to entrepreneurs anywhere, 
that's a thing. You know, I can even remember going back to when I was a kid, you know, I really wanted to fit in and look like everybody else and do all the things they wanted to do. But at the same time, I always wanted to do it my own way. I didn't like someone telling me the directions. I wanted to figure it out. I always was, you know, carving my own path even back then. So now I laugh a little bit because I can see all these entrepreneurial traits, which, you know, you and I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends. And I think if we were to ask all of them, there were there were signs along the way of their childhood that led them to becoming an entrepreneur, whether or not they realized it when they became an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I'm a slow learner, but <laughs> but it worked out. Absolutely. So I'm curious, too, since I have an expert here, I would love to dive into a little bit of nutrition because now that we're back to school, you know, we're packing school lunches, we're needing to get our kids fed before they go to school. I would love to hear how you approach back to school mealtime, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I teach my clients the art and it is an art of meal prepping. And so what we do is we meal prep every Sunday. So prepare the bulk of our meals for the week. When I'm doing so for myself or my husband, I also will prepare partial things for the kids' lunches. Mm-hmm. For example, um, this past weekend, I made a potato, um, excuse me, a pasta salad that I loaded with vegetables, made a homemade vinaigrette. And so instead of sending the kids with sandwiches, mm-hmm. I all I have to do, because I'm just, you know, want to drink my coffee in the morning and get them off to school, I just put it in the um, stainless steel containers and send them off to school. I would say that I encourage anyone to think outside of what a traditional school lunch might be. Often if I make, you know, some sort of, if it gets colder, if I make beef stew, then the next day, you know, send that to the kids with the kids mm-hmm. in a thermos. I don't even buy, my husband and I were at Costco the other day and he's like, do you need sandwich bags? And I'm like, I don't even use them. And mm-hmm. I don't know about when you grew up, but I was a child of the eighties. So I had like a bag full of Doritos and Ecto cooler and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so now I really do, I like to think about what, how can you reuse the leftovers from the night before to create something else? Um, a good example of that might be like, let's say you make your family spaghetti and meatballs one night. Well, the next day, maybe you can use a French roll and send the kids to school with a meatball sandwich. Yeah. So I like to kind of convert things and think about how you can reuse leftovers um, another idea is to just cook some protein on Sunday. So, so cook some chicken breast and, um, <laughs> Victoria says she's a child of the eighties. Um, so you cook some chicken breast and chop that up. Guess what? All week long, that can be chicken quesadillas. You can do chicken and pasta. So as entrepreneurs, we are so busy with everything that we have to do throughout the day. So if we can take some time and work smarter on Sundays, it will provide to us all week long. And the best part is that means less dishes. So I'm always a fan of that. Mm. <laughs> well, what I want to point out just from, from hearing you say all this is that when we're thinking about feeding our families, school year or not, it's all about planning 
and prepping and reusing the things that you've already created for a dinner, which I love to repurpose in my business. So I don't often do it though for meals. Like I, my kids don't usually take leftovers. So now I'm going to have to say, Hey, we had this yummy thing last night. You should take it for, for lunch tomorrow. And, and the idea of doing it all on Sunday, when most of us are home with our families, we have a little extra time. And then I'm sure that your kids probably help in the, the prepping of the meals for the week, which is also another life lesson, which they can take into their lives, whether or not they become entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. You know, so many people will say my children are such picky eaters. And I ask the parent, what do you eat? Mm -hmm. Because often it is learned behavior um, that we don't really want to come to terms with. But if you can, at a very young age, get your child involved in making food, mm -hmm. I would even, you know, I made their baby food before it was like cool to make baby food. And I think that that's really served us because I would help have the kids as they got older, help me mash up sweet potatoes and do those things. So they have taste for that. Yeah. But again, it's also about the empowerment. Because it's different than saying you have to eat these things. Whereas if it's like, all right, we're going to make this or can you guys make this? Now, my children are 13 and 11, and uh, but they've been wielding knives around my kitchen for years. My father taught me young. I, I believe in teaching kids um, mm -hmm. just to be safe. But those are the kind of skills that they can take with them forever. So, so good. And my kids too have been in the kitchen for a very long time. And it's funny, when I grew up, I wanted nothing to do with the kitchen because I wanted to marry a man who was a cook, who could cook everything for me, was going to do all those things for me. And then when, I, when I went off to college, I was like, wait, there's no one to cook for me. So out of necessity, I learned, which is kind of a sad thing because my mother is an excellent chef and she creates all sorts of authentic Korean dishes all the time. And so she's so good, but I never wanted to learn. So what I love though, now my kids are learning because I can tell them, you know, when I was a kid, I never paid attention. So I love that you're paying attention to this and we can use our extended family to really, again, teach our kids that one, feeding ourselves good food is important. And that too, by learning to prep it and do things together, we get to spend family time and laugh and tell stories and talk about things. Sometimes in other situations, we wouldn't be able to talk about normally, but when we're both, you know, head down chopping vegetables and we're side by side, I've had some interesting conversations that way. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, sometimes we think that we're taking care of our children by doing things for them, where if we can look at who we want them to be as an adult, I want them to be independent, feel confident about their food choices and about their careers. And so we have to kind of lead them in that direction. I'm a big fan of that. This is a total side note, but I will say, I, I think for any anyone who's like, oh, I'd love to start incorporating leftovers um, and fresh foods into you know the kids' lunches, I would say go out and get yourself some stainless steel thermoses. It's nothing, if you can prepare yourself with the best lunch packing supplies, if yeah. things become more possible, then you can send them with soup. And, and you can see how that can work for you. 
such easy tips and, and I can definitely see how you've helped so many women lose so much weight over the years because you're giving them really actionable small things they can do reframing how they're already planning their meals or prepping their meals to set them up for success. Thank you. Yeah, it really is easy if we can break it apart <laughs> in little manageable steps. I just wanted to say hello to Candy and Victoria and say thank you for being here. We are so glad you are tuning in live. And Melissa, I would love to hear what are some ideas for breakfast meals that are going to keep our kids full until their next meal and that are going to help them start their day on the right foot? Breakfast. Well, you know, speaking of independent children, uh, my children just make their own breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Mine <Although> that, <laughs> good. You know, I, I probably could be better. Um, but this is hashtag real life. Um, usually my children will make some sort of like whole grain ego. So now my daughter is into egos because of stranger things. So she thinks she's <laughs> out for stranger things. And so we're just letting this process happen for right now. But what I will ask her to do is instead of using, you know, pure maple syrup all over it, she might put almond butter on it, maybe some sliced bananas on it. So she's taking something that could potentially just be, carbs and tons of sugar and at least she's getting some fat in there that helps her feel satiated and she's getting some produce in there so usually we do small things like that um i for myself i will say i like to find what works with you and stick with it so uh, for myself i love to have a spinach and feta omelet with toast every morning because I know that when I do, I'm not starving all day long. Mm -hmm. And so um, where I could come up with some ideas for breakfast, it's really about like what works for you. So my other son does not like to eat breakfast. So I'm just forcing him with some something out the door. Um, but some other ideas might be preparing some yogurt parfaits on Sunday. So those will stay for several days in the refrigerator. And if you have a hectic home in the morning and you're trying to just get the kids out of the house, you can grab those parfaits that you've already made individual servings versus buying those cups of yogurt that have all of the, you know, the syrup and, and all of that in there. So just take some Greek yogurt, some berries, maybe a little bit of honey, and then make them individual servings so that you can easily grab them throughout the week. Yes, and my kids love those, and we have a whole cabinet full of seeds and nuts, and we have one with some allergies to those things, so we have to be a little bit more paying attention to what we're giving her, but she knows her body, and she knows what she can have, so, but yeah, parfaits are definitely a favorite at our house, so thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So, Melissa, I know that you just finished launching a big program that you offer, mm -hmm. And I know you're excited about that. And so what is next? You've, you've launched this thing to help more women. What is the next thing on your amazing things to do list? Well, for some ladies, they've reached out to me and, and, and Momentum was a program that I just launched. Um, and they were really bummed that that just didn't line up for them at this time. Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do is run a few challenges. There'll be um, healthy habit reboots. 
um, starting in two weeks, I'll have the first one. And that's just a free thing that I want to do because I feel like so many of us, the kids are getting back into school. We're starting to really get some like footing on our businesses and we we just need some momentum in those in the personal space, like our own personal care. And so I'll be running the um, a healthy habit uh, reboot, which you can choose, um, you know, anything like it. Maybe it's just drinking water, but just do it for five days to build some confidence. And that, and that will help you set you up for success. Amazing. And will you, when you're getting ready to launch this next challenge, will you let me know what that link is? I'd love to share it with everyone who's tuning in live or listening over on the podcast so that I can make sure they have access to you because you have a huge success record and I want them to be able to reach out to you and continue the conversation with you about becoming healthier themselves and in turn, raising a healthier family. Absolutely. I'll, I'll send that to you after we finish. So good. Well, Melissa, I want to say thank you so much for taking time to be here with us today. I have loved our chat and I know you're going to continue to go out there and do super, super great things with all the people you serve. So thank you. Thanks. And thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for tuning in live, catching the replay, or listening over on the podcast. I'm Yang Pratt, Chief Dreamer of Our Young Creators, and I've just spoken to Melissa Ronda, and I want to thank you again for tuning in. If you have a takeaway from today's episode, I would love to hear about it. Head on over to Instagram and tag me at Our Young Creators or send me a direct message right there. Until next time, my friends, I wish you the most amazing day. Cheers.